Good morning, just bringing up harm so I can hear his munching something. That's good live stream etiquette. Right before the call, he's like... Hello. <laughs> Great. This mic, is, this mic is too sensitive. There's a form of ASMR, apparently, which is people eating things, which to me just seems like gross. But apparently that is a, a thing, people eating things on mic, and that is enjoyable. Wow. I mean, yeah. I accidentally came across a YouTube video where some guy was eating noodles, um, like ramen noodles, and that was pretty... And it- It'd be about the noise. It'd be the. (laughs) (laughs) So you eating just before it's (laughs) happened. Flashbacks. Anyway, for the listeners, that was just what they needed. No, they they didn't hear you. I got a special (laughs) treatment for the first thirty seconds there. (laughs) Cool. Welcome to Tuesday. Yeah. On to Tuesday, and we are talking about the tribe. Mm -hmm. And let me do a quick recap of yesterday, if you remember. We are talking about the tribe which sits within the Baton marketing system. So if you imagine this process that your customer will go through, but it's also a process where there's different components as part of this or different elements as part of this marketing system in which you need to implement, learn about, and get right. So a part of the BBO show is at different weeks, you know, we don't spend every single week on this, but at different weeks, we start to introduce these elements tell you what they are why they're important how to implement them and then the weeks that fall either side and and other weeks within the bbo show is all about adding tools and techniques to support and to allow you to implement different principles within different elements so this week the element we're talking about is tribe now where does that sit into if we look at the baton marketing system first there's business do you have an idea does the market need this idea? Then we have the audience starting to show the world or whatever your market niche is and trying to attract an audience to that particular business idea, product or service. Then we move them to the tribe. The tribe is where they are now putting their hand up and saying, yes, I like what you do. I'm starting to know you. I'm starting to trust you. And I'm starting to give you permission to talk to me more specifically around what you have to offer and what you have to say. Now, offer is the key here. Look, we're not doing any of this to build a community just for the sake of it. We're gonna be moving people along to the offer stage, which comes after tribe and offer is where we actually present our tribe with our product or service in order to exchange transactional value. Um, Typically, if you've got a product or service, they'll be giving you money, cash, online payment, whatever it is for that product or service. That is the stage at which we offer. What we don't do is offer um, when we have an idea. So we don't go from business to offer. We don't go from audience to offer. We go from business, audience, tribe, then offer. And in yesterday's session, yesterday's show, we spoke about the reasons for that, the cost benefits, specifically around the cost benefits and how you can save money and how you can de-risk your marketing machine by having this system set up. Think about direct ads. When you switch the direct ad off, your leads and your customers stop flowing. It's really as simple as that. So we're trying to hedge that and also provide you a way to deal with the competition who have very large advertising budgets. So we go business, audience, tribe, offer, and then finally network where we scale, where we grow the business, where we grow the idea, we reinvest profits. But that's for another time. Now let's refocus back on tribe because we've got a lot to cover with you today. So that's the baton marketing system. 
Kyle, what are we now talking about today as part of today's show? So yesterday we introduced the idea of a tribe and today we want to go into a bit more detail um, based around the definition that we gave you. So remember yesterday we gave you Seth Godin's definition of a tribe. Seth Godin is, how do you describe him? He's a marketing guru. He's marketing guru, yeah. He's, he's been at it for a while. Since really the beginning of online business, Seth Godin has been writing about marketing um, and kind of he's put out a lot of very important concepts. We gave you a video, a TED talk that he gave last year um, as some additional additional reading, nope, additional viewing if you wanted to learn a bit more about Seth Godin. So yesterday we gave you Seth Godin's definition of a tribe, and it's what we're going to be sticking to. A tribe is a group of people connected to one another, connected to a leader, and connected to an idea. So there are three elements there that we're going to be discussing today. There's the idea. The tribe is centered around an idea. They're connected to an idea. There's a leader. The tribe is connected to a leader, either a leader figure or a group of leaders at the top. Um, and then third, there is the, I'm going to call it the community. Uh, Seth Godin talks about it as a group of people connected to one another. So it's the interlinking connections between all the different people in the tribe. I'm going to call that community for now. Um, it's just a useful shorthand. So the three elements there are idea, leader, and community. We are going to be discussing these three elements over the course of today's lesson. Mm. Um, we, and the point about this lesson, uh, and as Harm said, we do these these weeks where we're discussing the framework, discussing the baton framework, and they're going to be a bit more theoretical. But the idea of them is to give you a foundation in how to set up an online business. And then the other weeks, we give you the actual tools, we give you the techniques, we give you the uh, the software that you should be using. Um, but without having this this uh, foundational work done, all these tools and software are just kind of floating in the air they're they're often they don't connect to any underlying principles so this week is very much about these principles and today in particular is going to be very much about nailing down the idea of a tribe nailing down the um the importance of having a tribe for you and your business um and what we're going to be talking about today are yes idea leader and community we are going to be given recommendations we are going to be given our thoughts on it but Think of today more as these are some talking points or these are things you should be thinking about uh, when thinking about your tribe. There are no 100% right answers because it's going to depend on you and it's going to depend on your business. It's going to depend on the idea and your community. But we're going to be giving you a lot to work with um, so you can at least come out of today thinking, okay, I've got the basic shape. I know what I need to work on and I know where I need to go from here. Um, so if you are listening to this thinking, well, just tell me what to do. That's not really the point of today's lesson. Um, we are going to give you suggestions as we get towards the end of today and into the rest of the week, but keep an open mind going through this subject area. Yeah. Knowing what to do and actually having the, uh, the belief in order to know that that is the right thing to do and implement mm. that right thing to do often comes from a powerful reason why a powerful foundation of knowledge and principle and understanding because then the doing part is a no-brainer you just know you have 100% belief in what you're doing so treat uh, some sessions today's one of those sessions like one of those principle building blocks once you have this solidified 
all the tools and techniques we tell you to do, which help support this element, which is tribe, it's just going to be a no brainer for you. You'll just understand why exactly you're doing this, whether it's linked to the idea, whether it's linked to the leader, whether it's linked to the community, it will all make sense. So on that note, let's talk about the first uh, component we're talking about or element, uh, you can phrase it how you like, which is what is the idea? Now, we know the definition, so let's dive into that a bit more deeper. So we know that a tribe must form around a common idea. If we expand that out, what does that mean? That could be a shared agreement. In the opposite of an agreement, it could be a shared concern. It could be a shared opinion. It could be a shared belief. It can be a shared motivation. It could be a shared inspiration. But essentially, it's a common idea that people are linked to. Now, in the context of the building business online show and BBO and building an online business, we now anchor this idea to a problem statement. The assumption and based on research that our audience, our customer base, our lead base have a particular problem. Now we have that, we have the solution to that problem. And if you pair the customers or the market's problems, another way to describe it, the market's problem with the solution, what we have is a problem statement. Now this we discussed in so much detail in the business week and then further refined in the audience week. So by now, when it comes to the tribe week, we should have, we should be getting closer to it being nailed, but we're going to expand on it slightly here today. The problem statement is the core of the baton system. It makes up the principle. If you think about if you write the words baton on your page, B-A-T-O-N, and underlying that is the problem statement. That's, it's a singular problem statement, which allows and creates lots of focus. That's all I'm going to say on it at the moment, because we, we've spoken about this in previous shows. But what we need to do is link your problem statement. So the task at hand within tribe is to link your problem statement to the core idea of your tribe. So that's how we pair this principle of tribe and a common idea to what we're talking about when it comes to business or well, is it, it's just business what how do we link that to a tribe so that's how we do it we link your problem statement to the core idea of the tribe so let's give an example carl how do we do that within maybe what we do here the bbo show sure so for the bbo show our problem statement is okay starting an online business is complex and people have trouble getting started that's the problem that we have identified in the market. Um, and I'm sure for a lot of the people listening to that, they're sitting there on their heads like, yep, yep, starting an online business is complex and I'm having difficulty getting started. So we've identified that as our problem. Our solution um, here at the BBO show is we demyst demystify online business to help you get started. Nice and simple. So that's our problem mm -hmm. statement and our solution. Starting an online business is complex and people have trouble getting started, problem solution we demystify online business to help you get started nice and simple we can now take that a little step further and form the idea of our tribe around this problem slash solution statement uh, we could just use our problem and solution statement just as is and that's fine um, or we can kind of rewrite it so for example uh, online business is not rocket science and you too can build a business online that could become the core idea of our tribe yeah. So if you think about that in terms of, say, if I was, okay, so Carl ran the BBO show and I was somebody watching, I have an idea or I am getting attracted to the idea of actually 
I can build an online business because it's not rocket science. Now, this person here or this show here very much stands for that. They very much talk about that in terms of their core idea. So that's what attracts me to the BBO show. Now, there's lots of different versions of, say, digital marketing or online business out there. But if somebody if somebody comes to us and says, okay, well, these guys are demystifying it. It's not rocket science. Even They believe even I can build an online business. That's the idea that I'm going to be attracted to. So that's the problem statement and the idea that will be linked throughout what we do. And we want to sharpen it even further within the tribe section. So let me just expand on that so you understand what it makes sense. And this is now going into the next section, which is the statement we make when it comes to the problem statement specifically is more important than ever within your tribe. What do I mean by that? Your tribe needs to know exactly what you stand for and you can't waver with that statement. So one day you can't say online business is not rocket science. And then the other day you say, well, actually this part of online business is actually rocket science. Um, that's wavering the idea, that's changing the statement completely once people are in your tribe. That's saying, I promise to do this, uh, but when you enter the shop, you have a completely different experience. The promise is broken. So how does this differ to the this stage prior to this, Kyle? Because what I'm saying here is when somebody enters a tribe, we have to be really firm we, we can't waver. We have to be like a sh- like a steady ship when it comes to our statement. We have to stand true to it. That doesn't mean you can't change your business model and evolve your problem statement over time. But certainly at this stage, at the starting stage, it's got to be strong. What's how is that different to what's what what we've done slightly before this? Hmm. So as we've already talked about, the problem statement underlies the whole of the Baton model, the whole of the Baton framework. We first defined our problem statement back in business. Um, and this was before we even started talking to people. This was coming from our head and yes, coming from research, creating this problem statement. We then took that problem statement and we used that to produce content in audience. Remember, we specifically looked for questions that people were asking. Um, and then we started to answer those questions. That was all covered in great detail back in the audience week. So we started with basically plucking a problem statement from our head. We then started to um, find out what the exact questions people were asking and put content into the world. And from that, we could see what people actually started to respond to. We can see what problems they have in particular. Um, rather than this generalized concept. Um, So in the example of digital marketing or online business, for example, yeah, we can say, we can start with the problem statement that, oh, online business is difficult. But then from there, we can start to um, get more specific and we can start to find out what particular problems people have. Is it with getting started? Is it with keeping going? Is it motivation? Is it, um, you know, they need accountability? We can start to work that out during our audience section based on what they respond to. You'll start to know from your content what gets traction, what gets engagement, what are people talking about, what are people excited about, and what are they not, what do they not care about, importantly. Because of this, by the time we're moving into the tribe, we should have a much firmer idea of what it is our market uh, actually feels, what what's it that makes them um, attracted to you and attracted to the content you are created. That means we are able to and we must nail it down as we move into the tribe section. Um, The reason for this is again, we're moving towards offer. 
we really need to know 100%, 110% clarity what their exact problem statement is by the time we get to offer, because that's when we're selling stuff to people. Um, and if we misalign it there, we're not going to make sales. So think of offer as we need to 100% have it. Audience, we're, I don't know, 60, 70%, we're kind of there. Tribe, we need to be close. We need to be 95%. We need to really have um, the problem statement of our market embedded into the DNA of the tribe. Absolutely. And then when we get to the offer stage, like Carl said, it has to basically be tattooed on us. It has to be unwavering completely. You have to be 100% firm and sure what your problem statement is, because now somebody's making the purchase. So remember, the purpose of all of this work in Tribe is to then move somebody through. And it's going to be organic, it's going to be natural, we're going to give, facilitate the sales process. But by this point, if done right, they should be raising their hand and saying, yeah, I want to I want to buy what you have to offer. And how do I know this? I do this with people who I'm a part of their tribe. The moment they have something to offer, you know, I put my hand up and I'm, yep, makes sense to me. So going back to Seth Godin, Seth Godin is one of the original OG marketers when it comes to online marketing, uh, wrote the book, the principles on it and everything people speak about, including partly what we speak about, has been built from those principles. We're now just expanding and tweaking it into allowing you to build a business online so i think i feel like three years ago he released a, a special edition book kyle and it was it was on sale for like 180 pound it's massive Brilliant. it's like a humongous it's too it's even too big for my coffee table book but he put out one email so i'm in his tribe i received his email email marketing we spoke about uh, last week email marketing systems last week so you you would have nailed that sent out one email and said he's only releasing X amount of these. I don't know what, it was 250 books, especially created, printed. And I was like, bang, like ordered it. No questions asked. Because I'm in, I'm in his tribe and the problem statement he has has been unchanged for, for what I feel like is decades. So that's the kind of approach you want to have with it, an unwavering and unchanging problem statement so that no matter who's in your tribe, because remember, your tribe may not want to purchase on day one. And I've got off on a slight tangent here, but I think it's important as part of this principle to understand the purpose of this is to offer. But they may not purchase on day one. They may purchase on day 365. So if your problem, change, problem statement changed seven or eight times within those 365 days, you've lost them. Whereas if it's the same, when they're ready to purchase, they know who has a solution to their problem. So that's the key. So I'm going to press pause there. Now, we've spoken about uh, putting the statement down on paper. Now, a really fun way to do this for whether you're a solo entrepreneur, whether you're a freelancer, whether you're uh, in a team of business owners, whatever it is, this is actually a really fun exercise. And having seen Carl put it into the notes, I might take it with one of my other business partners and say, Let's build a, um, and I'm thinking the Growth Tribes podcast, Kyle, in terms mm. of, because mm. we're recreating some of those pages, do we place a manifesto? Because we're so early in that idea creation, do we try to make it as transparent for people to see what we're about? So that's something, I, I, after seeing this, I was like, hmm, this is quite cool. So, so Hans has just mentioned what this is we're talking about. <laughs> yes, but I'm teasing. So I'm intentionally teasing. So I'm, you just showed I, them. <laughs> I want them. I want them to be, oh, what's, what, what is this? What is it? So what we're talking about is how to represent what you're about. And the way to do that is to 
put out into the world or even draft privately a manifesto. So, so previously yeah. we've had and we've talked about writing down your problem statement, sticking it up on the wall where you can see it. Now's the time to start showing that problem statement and the ideas behind your tribe to other people. Yeah. Um, so you could keep this private, but I, I recommend this is a really awesome time to um, to build out a manifesto that you release into the world to say, look, this is what we stand for. Mm, that that That's exactly it. And what we're saying here is write up the manifesto, put it out into the world. So I agree with Carl, it's not to be kept private, put it out into the world. And what that says is, this is what I believe in. This is what I stand for. And Carl, what is a manifesto? Because I've teased it. I've said I'm going to use it for my business, one of the businesses that we're, we're in. Um, mm-hmm. But what does that mean to the listeners? Um, because they may not have come across a manifesto before. Sure. So we normally talk about manifestos in terms of political manifestos. They are a series of statements about what the political party is going to do. Um, we're just borrowing that idea, but using it for our tribe. It's instead of a political party, it's our tribe and what our tribe believes in, uh, what's important to the tribe. Um, but we're going to use the format of short, punchy statements about what we value. Um, and then we can be really interesting with it and talk about what needs to change. So what's wrong with the current industry? What's wrong with the current uh, market that the people you're talking to, what, what do they have to deal with that's annoying? You can recognize that and put that in your manifesto, which is a really cool idea. What are the common mistakes? Uh, what's possible? What pisses you off? What can change? Um, all of this kind of stuff can go in the manifesto and give your tribe, um, it's a series of ideas uh, uh, onto which to connect they're all going to be connected to your uh, central idea but this gives you a a few different ways to express that idea through a series of punchy statements in your manifesto Mm, absolutely so those those phrases or ideas carl gave you you know you don't have to put those in but they're suggestions and ideas to get you thinking creatively and just to understand what kind of things can you put on this manifesto so it can be inspirational values. It can be what's what's making you angry about the current uh, state of affairs within your business industry or your niche. Um, what's frustrating you? What is exciting you that you don't see? And what it looks like when it's done. It can it can be looked like in a, in a various different ways. So you could have literally a list of items. Like it could be as simple as a bullet point. And it could be as fun and as exciting as this poster here. So, so this is probably the most famous one. People will recognize this design. And the reason is, it is the bag design that Lululemon create. They create very nice, um, I guess, they're plastic, some kind of hard, durable plastic bags, uh, which have this design on it. Uh, you'll notice Lululemon is very small on it. It's just that that's their, their logo there. Mm. Um, but this bag design has become quite... Uh, known like if you show that to a lot of people who know yoga they'll be like oh yeah it's lululemon even though the lululemon logo is there it's this tiny little thing here unless you're like me carl and you shop at decathlon and everything should not cost more than 10 quid so that's me <laughs> so you're not wearing skin tight yoga pants so. <laughs> not not that not the oh, ones that cost 50 70 120 pound and look at the thing uh, the things they have here are not necessarily about yoga like mm. we have the pursuit of happiness is the source of all unhappiness. I mean, wow. Okay. They're Strong, out some, yeah. Friends are more important than money. Okay. <laughs> Lululemon, the Depends expensive. what friends. Yeah. 
<laughs> What's this? Salt plus high fructose corn syrup plus butter equals early death. So <laughs> <laughs> These are things that the founder and the the team yeah. at Lemon, their, their values and their beliefs. Um, some of them are quite controversial. Um, stress is related to ninety nine percent of all illness, etc. Uh, what's this one? Drink fresh water and as much water as you can. Fresh water flushes toxins. Okay, so they're they're connected to health. health. You know, they're connected to health, uh, well being, mental well being. I think it's amazing. Some some fantastic statements there. Visualize your eventual demise. It can have an amazing effect on how you live in this moment. So we've got a memento mori there. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is an awesome example of a manifesto. They've just taken all of the (laughs) all of the beliefs that their team has, um, and all of the beliefs that kind of underlie their brand and they've just stuck them all in one place um, and made it look visually very interesting and then turned this into um, uh, their bag design and you see it in a lot of other places. Yeah. And and the, and you can do that yourself. So the reason we're showing you this is you can actually have fun and create your own poster yourself. Now we can do that on a tool called canva.com. And we've spoken about this in the past as well. And ah, brilliant. Carl's bringing it up. So here we go, motivational posters. So it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to have 50 statements. You don't have to have 20 statements. There's no real, you know, we're not giving you exact structure here because we want you to put your own creativity into it. So what we can't say is you have to have five things that you believe in. Like that's not the purpose here. It could be one powerful statement. It could be two or three. It could be a hundred, whatever that is to you. But as you can see, there's lots of cool templates here in which you can start to plug and create your own motivational, fun manifesto poster. So a good place to go is canva.com. We've spoken about this in the past. Just go to their templates, check out motivational posters. Um, so yeah. very quickly, I, they don't actually have a manifesto category. So motivational poster was the closest that I could find. Awesome. Um, so they have ones, uh, sorry if you're watching the podcast, but we're looking at poster templates here. If you go to canva.com and you search for motivational posters, they'll show up. Um, and a lot of them allow you to put in kind of multiple points or or have one kind of very powerful quotation. Uh, they also have quote posters. Here we go. So these work as well. Mm. So while they don't have um, manifestos per se, they have designs which will allow you to um, to get some bold statements onto into a very attractive visual format. Here we go. Be brave, be bold, be you. So that template there, you could just put three very short sentences um, and you'd have a very cool looking template automatically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, check out canva.com if you want if you want to create a, a very attractive visual representation of your manifesto. This is kind of a fun exercise. This is it's a bit like art when you're at school. Exactly. And, and I think it, sometimes within... The online business world, we can get sucked into things. Um, but I think w- what's good, Carl, is we've shown them a really cool visual one. And I know you've got in the notes here, which I've, I've just pulled up. Yeah, it's really it up. handy to show them this because this is the opposite, but it's, it's really simple. It's just as powerful. And again, it depends on what you and your business and your niche represent. Yeah, so this one's a little bit low resolution, but it is IKEA. Uh, you can see, we may, maybe can't see, it's on like graph paper. Uh, very simple, just simple black text on graph paper. And it has uh, basically their manifesto about home. 
So home, home is where we sleep, the cradle of our dreams. Home is the bedrock we build on. Home is the door we step through into tomorrow. If we get home right, everything else follows. IKEA, life believe, begins at home. I mean, these are, each of these is a statement about what home is. And home is IKEA, IKEA is home. That's what they're putting forward here. So this mm. is, yeah, visually extremely simple, but that makes sense considering IKEA's branding. Um, if they were to just cover a sheet with a uh, uh, text facing in all different directions, like the Lululemon poster we just saw, it would not match up with the kind of principles and the ideas behind IKEA, which is really about simplicity. Yeah, and and innovation. We looked forward. We stepped into tomorrow. So so it's all that kind of they they represent so much in this. It's almost like a poem. So they they've turned their manifesto into a form of a poem and a statement like that. Like so a haiku, like a haiku almost. It's very yeah, very, very beautiful. Yeah. And a classic IKEA simplistic design, stunning. So I know I said we won't give you a structure, but let me give you some pointers to get you started with building your own or writing your own manifesto. And we can really break this down into really three simple steps. We've shown you the end product. We've shown you a simple version like IKEA. We've shown you a really cool um, Lululemon's complex poster, which is visually beautiful, and then shown you something in between using a tool like canva.com. So you can go ahead and create your own one. There's no need to spend any money, hire somebody in at this stage. You can do that as time progresses. And why do I say that? Because as part of creating your own manifesto, there's just three simple steps. Number one is we suggest you just get some basics down first. Okay, so you can put that on a Canva template. You can put that on a plain piece of paper, whatever works for you. So just get some basic ideas down. But as we go to step number two, this is the really important one, which is we want to think about having this as what's in, in the tech world, an open source manifesto where we want to form this with our tribe, not our audience, not, you know, it could be a fr not our friends and family, the tribe who are bought into your idea. They are connected to you via your idea. So we want to build out, refine this with your tribe, your real tribe. And, you know, these people will show themselves and be defined as they enter your realm. It could be as simple as they are part of your email marketing database. That sounds so cold, but in real terms, these are your tribe. These are the people who are come to you because you have a solution to their problem. You have that idea that they're flocking to, which is amazing. And then the third step is just make it a tribe activity. Uh, put it out there, form it around a tribe activity. We'll we'll dive into how to communicate and effectively work with your tribe and chat with your tribe on Friday this week. So if you're thinking, how do I do that? Don't worry about it. That's, that's what we're going to cover this week. So three steps there. Number one, get some basics down. Maybe make it look like what you've seen. Number two, understand the principle of formulating with this with your tribe. It's not, it's not a singular thing where you do it and nobody else can be included in this process. And then finally, make that a tribe activity. So those are just three simple steps to go ahead and form your manifesto. So, wow, we've covered a lot there. That is that is us talking about the idea, the first component. Now we want to talk about the second component, which is leadership. So this is when I say component, the component that we've pulled from this description of what a tribe is that Seth Godin has described. Uh, we can call him the I, I call, I'll call him the OG of marketing and especially online marketing. So leadership. So Carl, over to you for leadership. 
Sure. So when we uh, say the word leadership, there will be some people sitting at home like already panicking. So first, a quick aside about dealing with fear. Um, you might be sitting there thinking, I don't want to be a leader. That's not something I want to do. So we need to talk about how you would get over the fear of that. Um, I think the important thing to ask here is, is the idea that you're forming your tribe around, is it important? Is it important in the fact that it solves people's problems, it makes their lives better. Um, they otherwise would have to struggle and buy expensive solutions and maybe go down the wrong alley and get ripped off or whatever it is, but you are offering a solution to their problem and you are offering their, um, you're offering to make their life better and to provide value. If that is the case, you almost have an obligation to help. If you have the solution to something that's making their life a lot more difficult, then it's kind of time for you to step up and help those people. Um, yes, it's going to be a business. You are going to make money from this as well. But more importantly than that, you're putting value out into the world that's going to make these people's lives better. Um, and if you're sitting there thinking, oh, uh, I don't know about that. That's not something I don't want to step up and do that. Um, I don't want to step up and be a leader of this tribe. But then do think about this, um, the fact that you can help a lot of people um, if you if you build up your business and if you get out to more people, it can become almost your mission. Um, now, talking about your mission is way beyond, uh, I would say, this episode and maybe even this podcast. Uh, we yeah, are the scope about, of the show. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about building businesses online. But if you do want to hear more about, discuss more about um, mission and your vision for life and what your actual purpose here is again this is way beyond this show um i would check i would recommend you check out the growth drives podcast now this is a shameless plug for harminder's other show um what episode are you on now you've got quite a lot of them, we are, i feel like it's 28 no no 29 i'm editing a bit later with one of the team members yeah so that's uh, it's a weekly podcast where it is and i hope this i get this right it's a generational transfer of knowledge from an older generation to uh, harms but also harms passing information up to uh, dr Rowe, who is the the other host um and that podcast covers topics like this so confidence leadership personal development working out your mission your values um it covers that in a lot more depth i mean that's not the purpose here obviously um but in a very accessible easy to un understand and very valuable way i hope that's fair that's that's spot on and actually i can give the listeners uh, a bit of direction on where to go to here which is if you do fall into that category once you finish this show and you say actually this is somewhere which you know i've got the product i've got the, the thing but I just, I just don't understand how i can step up into this once we start to describe different leadership styles one alternative is is pairing up with a business partner so it's not staying solo it's having a business partner who is who provides the strengths that maybe you don't have but doesn't have that that product or that service and that solution that you have so that's one way to do this now before you go ahead and, and go and find a business partner you're going to learn a lot of lessons from one hearing from somebody like Dr. Rowe, who's had a whole bunch of business partners that have been successful or not successful, and myself by quizzing him and having that same conversation about what do we need to do before we actually go and uh, pair up with a business partner. So 
go to the growth tribes podcast i don't know what episode number it is but just search business partner and we have a whole one and a half hour episode where we talk about business partners that may solve the problem here that may be very useful because if you don't if you can't fit into the leadership styles we'll, we'll briefly talk about then it may be the information that we give you here will allow you to and what you find on the business partner podcast actually pair yourself with a business partner who will handle the leadership part of this and there's many startup sort of institutes which always recommend you have a co-partner not to go out and do it yourself and there's lots of people who believe you should have no business partners because they're a nightmare but listen to this podcast understand the leadership styles that we're going to talk about today and that should give you the answer that you need many successful businesses start with two three four five six whatever business partners involved um so that's it that's a note there thanks for that that uh fantastic plug kyle and actually it's a really it's a useful point uh correct me if i'm wrong but you have a guest on soon who's going to be very relevant for this as well yeah so we've got a a guest on and we may ask them about business partners uh daniel Priestley. less about business partners but more about well kpi um this is very much connected to leadership of a community yeah, absolutely. So we've got Daniel Priestley coming on in early July, and he'll be talking to us about this, what we're going to be talking about, leadership styles, uh, what we're going to be talking about in a moment, personal personal brand versus corporate brand, um, becoming a key person of influence. Because one way to describe this is a leader, one way to describe this is a person of influence. So again, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes when that episode pops up. But yeah, that's that's exciting one. And if you've been watching um, our shows previously, you know we've definitely talked about Daniel Priestley a few times, so we're fanboys. We need mm. to get uh, Seth Godin on the show as well. Uh, well, I, I think it's worth a reach out. If we message him once a month, I'm sure he'll appear at <laughs> some yeah. point in the future. Cool. Awesome. Anyway, leadership styles. So I just wanted an aside there. This is obviously a bigger topic than we can just discuss in building businesses online. The Growth Tribes podcast is a great resource if you want to explore that a bit more. Um, but we want to give you some foundations now that at least you can get started with right now um, to help work out your leadership style if you do not know it already. Mm, absolutely. So the question here and this and the heading is know your leadership style because this will help determine how you play this out. So a good place to start, and again, we're not going to tell you and, and help decode what leader, leader you are, but we're going to again pl- point you to some really useful resources So it's important to know what your leadership style is. Now, you can do that via self-awareness. You can do that by by self-evaluation, self-critique. But another way is to leverage some fantastic, highly detailed quizzes out there, which help profile you. Some are free, some are paid. And a good resource to get started with is the Harvard Business Review. I mean, they spent a whole bunch of time researching leadership in detail and publishing case studies. Now, do they have a quiz, Carl? They do. They call it, ah, an, assess- yeah, they call it mm. an assessment because I think quiz, quiz makes it sound a bit BuzzFeed, doesn't it? Which, quiz makes which, it sound not legit, yeah. yeah which uh, Harry Potter house are you in? <laughs> yeah, you what is your Lord of the Rings character? Until, yeah, keep doing the quiz until you get in uh, Gryffindor. <laughs> or, <laughs> or Slytherin, sorry guys. Um, so here we go. They have an assessment. What's your leadership style? This is, I mean, if you Google what's your leadership style, HBI will come up. Um, 
and this goes through the different types of leadership style and it's a series of questions um, this one's a bit dry i went through it but it's based on uh, the science or whatever you want to call it the 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 theory behind different leadership styles because this is harvard business review obviously um so mm. this is a good place to start that so that that's one place if you want something which is not necessarily f solely focused around leadership and you want to unlock parts of your personality they do talk about leadership within this but 16personalities.com is is incredible in terms of when I did the test um, two or three years ago, when I read the report, it was like, oh my God, am I reading, am, am I looking at myself in a mirror here? How do they know this much about me? So it's pretty remarkable. So 16personalities.com. So it's more of a general personality profile, but it will, within that profile, talk about your leadership style. So they will spend maybe a page on this and it's less dry, like Harvard Business Review. And all they do as part of this company, 16 personalities is focused on this. So it's a lot more focused. So go check that out. That will help define who you are. And when we spoke about business partners, etc., it'll also open up the understanding of what you're missing. It very much highlights areas of your personality and parts of your leadership that you're missing. That helps you find the right business partners as well. So mm -hmm. again, this is not a leadership tutorial, you know, I remember, Carl, when I, I went through the International Leadership Management Program, and it was like a three-year program. So this is this is not replacing anything like that. There's some fantastic resources out there. But just by knowing the, a little bit, it, it helps you go a long, long way. Um, so this and is I a good starting point. Even starting to ask the question as well, because most people do not question this at all, especially if you are not already in a leadership role. If If we ask you what's your leadership style, anyone who's not, in a leadership role right now, they'd be thinking, I don't know. Um, they'd have no idea. So this at least allows you to start asking the questions. And chances are you have been in leadership roles, you just haven't necessarily thought of them as leadership roles. Yeah, and what, what uh, you know, to expand on that, a leader in our eyes is either somebody who runs a large company, somebody who's uh, high up in terms of politics, somebody who's a uh, author of a book maybe. So in our mind, typically a leader is, you know, put on a, pedestal and unless they're in the limelight and in the newspapers and the media etc they're not a leader well actually leaders play out in all areas of life right yeah. down to a parent being a leader for their children so or a teenager buying tickets to a gig uh for their friends and kind of getting a group of friends to go so they can all go and see the music gig together that is a leadership position um the person organizing that for example or organizing a picnic that is still leadership it's just we don't recognize that as a leadership role yeah and that's that's a good example it shows you a contrast there so there may be a leader in you but the first step is to ask the question and maybe plug into these tests and yeah. assessments um not quizzes um otherwise you might find out what harry potter <laughs> uh house you belong to that's not the purpose of this so please don't get sidetracked Okay, so the next way to determine how you almost show up to your tribe and how you face your tribe is another way to describe this. If your tribe is there, who is the person that shows up? And this really falls into two categories. One is a personal brand. The next one is a corporate brand or a logo or, or an entity where you sit behind something, a name that's not your own name. So personal brand or corporate brand 
Now, we discussed this again in a lot more detail in audience because that is where you should be really thinking about how you show up to the world, how you represent your business. Is it via personal? Is it via corporate? But let's just quickly give you a simple answer based on where we are at the moment in tribe. So if you haven't defined this yet, please go back. We go into a lot of detail. If you're thinking, I'm, not, I'm still not sure, again, go back to the audience week. We give you some exercises. We, we talk you through a process to help define. We go into detail what are the pros and cons of each. But here, very quickly, um, is it you that's going to turn up for your in front of your tribe or is it the brand itself? That's the thing you've got to determine. So, Carl, how do, how do we want to make, maybe if you talk about personal brand and I'll talk about the corporate brand very briefly and then again it's up to you the listener sure so the simple answer is you just continue what you decided in audience as Hans just said go back and watch that so if you decided in the audience I'm going to show up using my personal brand then in the tribe you're going to show up using your personal brand if you decided in audience to show up using the corporate brand um, then in the tribe very likely it will also be the corporate brand um I would say if you are on the line about this, the personal brand is a preference. Um, it's extremely powerful online. It's a lot easier to build um, trust and authority using a personal brand because um, people don't really trust talking to a logo and that makes sense. Um, obviously, this is going to be your choice um, and maybe you want to talk about some of the reasons why you might want to go corporate. Um, but, but majority of the time, it's going to be personal. Yeah. And even, I mean, even I would argue that within the corporate brand, the corporate brand is very much, sometimes you need a logo or an entity to, to front what you're talking about, because it's going to be specific to your niche. But that being said, it's always a person within that brand that either grows organization, gets more clients, is the marketing face. Um, I'm thinking, just just popped into my head actually if you look at Halifax so the bank Halifax and when I was a teenager and, and used to watch television and adverts and stuff before I moved completely online they would have this advert where I can't remember his name but Howard. this gentleman Howard there we go so it, it works right so Howard was the personal brand and the face of that entity the entity is a bank so if you listen to this abroad and you're thinking what is Halifax yeah, Halifax is just hell, a bank who the hell is Howard <laughs> Who is a Howard? So Howard was as part of their marketing, um, like advertising campaign, and he would sing songs or whatever. But it was so powerful that they they still leveraged a personal brand and a personality to represent this bank. It's just a bank, you know. It's just got it's on the high street. It's Halifax. So it's every time I think about it, it still points towards even within the corporate B two B world. You need a face or a person to really open up and show what is the personality of this company. What does this company represent? Uh, and there we go. There's Howard. Howard Brown. He's famous. Howard yeah. Brown, the, ha the Halifax man. There we go. He's famous. So that's really cool. I mean, can you think of any other adverts from a bank from the 1990s? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they used Howard. They nailed it. Uh, they nailed it with Howard. So when I think Halifax, I, even now, is, that was it feels like a decade ago. I mean, we see this with a sports brand as well. Like Nike, yes, they have a very powerful um, 
corporate brand that the swoosh is probably one of the most valuable logos um, in the world and their collateral yeah. marketing collateral but they still use people like michael jordan um to help sell their their goods they're still putting a face on the brand yeah and right now they've got a whole series where they're taking uh, some sportsmen and they're talking about their story so four minute chunks um episode one two three four off this personal brand who has the nike logo basically tattooed on them whilst the contract lasts so they use the people's people to represent the company um so they are very selective on who they use as well so that's a personal brand versus corporate brand discussion i know we didn't really give a lot of advantages for the b2b side but we discuss it in a lot more detail in the audience week like i've said but you've got to make your own decision the key message here is stay consistent so carl mentioned that whatever you've done with an audience allow that now to spill through into the tribe don't suddenly be a corporate brand here then personal although that can work but certainly don't go personal brand and then now people come to a tribe suddenly chuck a logo in front of them it's not going to go down well remember they like you they know you they trust you so that leads to the next question next question which is okay harms and kyle if i'm going to represent as a personal brand if i'm going to turn up as a leader if i'm going to step up and represent what's on my manifesto how much do i have to do how much do i have to show up what is what presence do i have to uh put into representing who i am my brand my manifesto in front of the tribe what access do they have to me um does this mean i have to be live streaming my life like kim kardashian and a reality tv show do i have to be like kanye west cameras always on what do i do um how do i show up so it's a really powerful question and actually a lot of our clients do ask us this question which is okay so you know does this mean i'm i'm a private person does this mean i have to be on facebook all the time like does it mean i have to make a new youtube video every month what what am i doing here so carl what's a good way for them to think about this when it comes to linking to i guess what we said about leadership personal brand etc how much presence does somebody need to have in in their tribe i guess sure so there are different levels of presence um in leadership there are extremely present leaders who are always there their hands on they're kind of in the trenches with the people they work with and then there are more distant leaders there are people who um they are kind of pulling the strings there's probably a more positive way to put that but they they yeah. they're focusing more on strategy um, and they're a bit more distant but they are respected for being extremely knowledgeable of the large picture different leadership styles are going to have different levels of intimacy different levels of closeness um uh and that's going to depend on your leadership style ultimately we're not going to tell you if you are a more introverted uh, distant leader who doesn't want to be everyday communicating with people we're not going to tell you to do live streams we're not going to tell you to keep the camera on because you'll you'll tell us to bugger off and that's fine um so what we need to do is we align our um leadership style with how close we are going to be to the tribe the important thing here is this is going to help us determine the platform that we build our tribe on mm absolutely so you know let, let's give you an example if you are a distant leader how can you leverage this so you know we've spoken about email marketing systems and campaigns newsletters etc so one way to do this is you could communicate with your tribe via email marketing system you know you could email them that's a way to remain uh, or control the access and still stay comfortable with your leadership position the tribe the idea the brand and what does that mean though it means you're less accessible you know 
you're you're considered broadcast only i.e you talk one way broadcast is this is the source of information and i'm talking outwards there's no reverse communication happening so what that means is you're not open to communication that's okay you know that's nothing wrong with that but you just have to be conscious of the form of communication the way you'll be talking to your tribe and that is okay so when we think about somebody like Seth Godin he is very exclusive and he's built himself up in the world of um marketing and online marketing as a personal brand but he's very much distant and closed in his communication it is broadcast is via books and podcast sorry i think you lost me for a moment there that's cool you're back now um not so that's that's an example of a distant kind of leadership what's the what's the alternative sure um so that's email marketing okay so there are a couple of alternatives here mm. the there well, well let's look at one that's a step closer and it allows a bit more um, interaction so you could run your tribe through a group like facebook groups or linkedin groups which makes you more accessible but you're not expected to be there in real time you're not there 24 7 um always to respond to people's response um questions you may pop in and out of the group uh, leave a message respond to some questions maybe every once in a while once a week or so you do a live video uh, but you're not expected to be there 24 7 there are very different expectations in a group a group has more access than email because email is very much one way um so broadcast email is very much one way uh, whereas on a group like facebook or linkedin you are going to be more accessible so that is one way you could take this mm, absolutely so and if you want to a hybrid between what both of what we've spoken about is you've got video and then essentially you've got this broadcast medium which is email now another mechanism is running your tribe through a messaging platform so facebook etc is great it's got it's actually video you know very vocal um very visual but messaging means it's it's now a two-way conversation. It means you are, there's no off button, um, but it means you're less video, less audio, but you can now type because that may be an in-between between becoming a distant leader or a full-on um, close intimate leader. So there's something in between, which is like messaging apps or messaging platforms, things like Slack or WhatsApp groups. Um, Twitter is another example of, almost being an always on leader, but not via the video mechanism, it's via text mechanism. So it's great if you're a leader who wants to have their finger on the pulse and be you know, immediate, current with the responses, but don't necessarily want to put yourself on video and audio. So that's a nice hybrid in between the two things that we've spoken about. What's the message here? What's our encouragement? Essentially just go with the medium you know, we, what we're talking about is different platforms, i.e. different mediums, uh, video, audio, text, um, email, whatever that is. Go with the medium that best suits your leadership style. How to determine your leadership style if you're unsure, take one of those assessments um, that we've mentioned in the previous section. Rather than conforming yourself to a particular medium, just because Harms and Carl said, or just because you read on a blog that you have to do YouTube, or you have to, you know, you have to become the next YouTube sensation. You have to live stream constantly. You ha your life has to become a reality TV show. You know, if that doesn't suit your leadership style, so be it. So, which is why it's important to know your leadership style first 
to allow you to make the platform medium decision. Mm. So that's how you tie the both together. And that's why we've spoken about leadership assessments. Have you seen um, Space Team on Netflix? I loving that. I love, I love, I love him. So, so St- Steve Carell plays a four-star general. And so he's obviously a leader of men. He leads, um, well, men and women, but he uh, runs the Space Team or Space Force, whatever it's called. Yeah, Space he Force, has, yeah. He has a social media advisor who's constantly on him, like, you need to tweet, you need to tweet. Yeah. And this is a great example of this. You can be a leader, a good leader in one realm, um, leading, you know, a Space Force, although arguably he's not a great leader, but still, you can be a leader. Um, but then sometimes people like us, digital marketers, will come in and say, hey, you need to do Twitter, you need to do a Facebook Live. No, that's not the case. Um, yeah. You need to match the medium and the channel to what your actual leadership style is and not force yourself into using something that makes zero sense for your personality and your leadership style. Mm, that's a great example. So that's the second core element that we've spoken about, which is, so, so, so far we've shared with you the idea, how to form it, how to put it out into the world. The second thing is the leadership side of things, the profile and the best format and medium to use and how to determine yourself what leadership style you are. If you don't know already, there's some tools there to get you started. Now, finally, before we finalize the show and finish off, the final section is community. Now, community is an interesting one because Seth Godin talks about it in terms of a group of people, but we're defining that as community. So remember that a tribe isn't just you. Um, you know, you're not... How? Let me give a relevant example or recent example. A tribe isn't just a Michael Jordan who sits on a mountain and he declares his um, philosophy or idea through his basketball. That's not what we're doing here. What what are what's the alternative to this, Kyle? Because you know, often people can think of this leader. As soon as they think of leader, they think this isolated figure sits on a mountain, inaccessible. Hopefully, we've decoded some of that. But remember, when it comes to a community, we it's slightly different. It's very counterintuitive in that sense. Sure. So that archetypical leader of standing on the mountain, declaring truths, it's like Moses. That's uh, that Mm. kind of leader, like direct from God, I give you the word. Um, The thing is, we we want your tribe to be able to talk to you and to talk to each other as well. And they're going to do it anyway. Like you're going to be handing out what you think is gospel um, standing on the mountain and people are going to talk about that anyway and they're going to be talking about you so why not just incorporate it get off that mountain um, come and join the tribe and all talk together so it's going to be yes you talking to them it's going to be them talking to you and hopefully um, this is going to be your choice but them all talking to one another as well that's what really sets the tribe apart um, from other forms of communication is that we are accepting the fact that this group of people are people and they are going to talk to each other as well. Whereas in most traditional advertising and most digital marketing is really just us talking to people. Um, we are broadcasting our message, they accept the message and they buy or do not buy. Whereas with a tribe, it's a lot more organic. It's actually a group of real people talking to one another. Mm. And how they talk to one another will very much be determined or dictated by the format or the platform that you set up for them the the place that they hang out that will very much determine how easily they can interact with each other so let's talk about that the different forms of tribe 
and the way you can host your tribe out there. So we're sharing, I think, three three options. And what you'll find interesting is they very much link with what we've spoken about in previous sections. They tie into leadership styles. They tie into whether you should be a personal or corporate brand. They tie into how often you want to interact with your tribe. So everything links now to the final decision, which is where does the community live and where the community lives will dictate how easy it is for them to have that conversation with each other. Now, this can be a conscious decision on how you want the tribe to form over time. So that's again up to you, but we're going to give you the suggested options. So the first one is email marketing. Think of email marketing as if there's a scale where this side of the scale was zero community interaction, zero community engagement. And the other side of the scale is full on community engagement, i.e. they can basically pick up the phone and talk to each other, that kind of level. They can directly message each other on a one-to-one level. That's the, that's the different ex- extremes of the spectrum. So email marketing is here. It allows zero community interaction, but it's still a tribe. Because remember, if you go back to the email marketing week, somebody still put their hand up and opted in. They gave us their email address. And in the act of giving us their email address, they're saying, I want to hear from you exclusively. Don't send me random stuff on Facebook and social media. Send me an email. I trust you. I like you. I want to hear more about what you have to say. So I'm opting into what you have to say. But it doesn't allow them to talk to other tribe members. So it misses the communal element. It misses the uh, people can talk to each other, whether it's a group kind of style, whether it's one-to-one. So we still think is extremely valuable. That, that all being said, it's extremely valuable, but we don't believe it should be the basis of your whole tribe. Um, and this will make sense when we talk to you about the other places. So Carl, what's the next, if we think at looking at the spectrum, what's the next place on the spectrum of interactivity, I guess? Sure. Well, the next one is it could be fully interactive, or it could be um, it could be in the middle. So it's it's more about you controlling uh, this particular system. So the next one is a membership site or an app. Um, so it, this will be a community that you fully control. Um, generally, though, you'll have to build this from scratch um, on your own website or even in an app. There are app versions of this. Um, Examples of this you'll have seen on websites that have forums, groups, uh, chat rooms, message boards, uh, messaging directly between users, or even full social networks built into websites or on apps. Um, these, This kind of tribe will allow you to have the most control over the channel, the most control over the platform, um, and it will give them an undistracted uh, environment in which tribe members can talk to each other, tribe members can interact with you, and tribe members can access your content. Um, so it's the the least distracting place for them to do that, um, and it's just where the tribe lives. It's a very pure way to do it. However, it's going to require a lot of investment to get something like this set up. Um, so it's mm. not something we particularly recommend at this point. I like to think of this as kind of an end goal. Um, once you have your tribe, up and running, you might want to think about building a home for them like this. Absolutely. So that's the, like I said, that could sit in the middle of the spectrum, the, um, this side of the expect, uh, spectrum with zero interactivity. And it also could be on this extreme where people can 
to you know it's really cool people can have their own social profiles people can message each other internally via this platform so what's powerful about this and why we've mentioned it second is it's up to you what access you give tribe members with each other so it's very powerful now the third option is probably sitting closer to this side of the spectrum of interactivity and it's a very powerful option which is a group now this group will be by leveraging existing infrastructure out there so not investing loads of money to create your own infrastructure but using existing infrastructure so setting up the group is in terms of infrastructure purchasing technical ability it's basically free and low tech ability required because what we'll be doing is leveraging existing social media networks for example a facebook group or a linkedin group so that's some examples to get you started with understanding what a group is formed things like facebook groups you'll be very familiar with because there's so many now there's groups of thousands thousands and thousands of people there's small groups of 100 or 20 people and it varies completely but those are the two big ones linkedin and facebook mm. to give you an idea on what to use now before we mention our reservations with this these two platforms are solid because they give you the functionality of a membership site but it sits on someone else's channel. So that links into why why we have some reservations with this. So what are those reservations, Carl? Sure. So we touched on this yesterday. The whole purpose of the tribe is to create our own home for the people who care about what it is that we do. When we were in the audience section, we used other people's platforms. We use Facebook, we use YouTube, we use Google, and that was fine because we're just trying to get to as many people as possible. It didn't matter that we didn't own those channels because we needed volume. We needed to talk to loads of people. Now, though, with Tribe, we're starting to bring people in, the people that care about us, uh, the people that care about what it is we're actually doing. We want to bring them ideally onto our own platform so that we have full control over our communication remember we talked yesterday about it's actually very expensive uh, to talk to people when uh, we are using someone else's platform if we are using our own platform it's cost effective so that's where we want our tribe um, so suggesting you use a group is it's is always going to be a uh, a trade-off here because using a Facebook group or using a LinkedIn group gives you that full group functionality and really good functionality, especially mm -hmm. on Facebook. Um, it gives you that out of the box. You get it immediately. But the trade-off for that is you are still sitting on Facebook. Um, however, this is a but to the but, however, you are at least carving out your own space on Facebook or on LinkedIn um, and the way they are set up on these social media platforms gives you a lot more power um, than if you were just using a page or a profile. When you have a group and you post to a group, they actually see what it is you've been posting. Um, that is not true for a page or a profile. And we've talked about this previously in other weeks. Um, you get a huge amount more visibility and power using the group, not as much as if you had a membership site, but considering the ease and the, the fact it's free, we still definitely recommend setting up a Facebook group or a LinkedIn group. <coughs> Bless you. It's a good stepping stone for having your own membership site uh, later when the cost of a membership site can be justified. Exactly. And with everything we do in the BBO show, it's all about stepping up, stepping up. One of those step ups is financial investment. So you'll notice a lot of the things that we share are either free, low cost, 
and then you can then step up to more expensive platforms. The second thing we uh, shared with you is one of those more expensive platforms because it's going to require some investment to go and build all of that and put that in place. So a group is a solid option. Now, if you said to us, LinkedIn group or Facebook group, which one should we do? What's your recommendation? LinkedIn will be very specific um, for specific industries and niches. So if you want to check and double check, come and join us in the Slack group. That's the best place to talk to me and Kyle and ask us questions. That is in the link in the description below. It's completely free. So if you think you are LinkedIn orientated, come and check with us first and then we can let you know. We can give you some things to think about or say, actually, yeah, that business is very much orientated around LinkedIn. But for the purpose of today's show, our suggestion or recommendation is using a Facebook group to be the home of your tribe. And we're going to be using this as an example or the area in which we discuss and leverage over the next few days as we complete this week and the focus of building your own tribe. And tomorrow, we're going to justify why this is the case, why this is the best option, and talk through how we actually go ahead and set up a Facebook group. Mm -hmm. So not going to mention any more of it today because we're going to talk about that in detail tomorrow. So again, if you want to use a different format, even outside LinkedIn, you may say, actually, my preference is Slack or whatever. I want a Slack group like you guys have. That's fine. Come and talk to us in our Slack group. Again, the link is in the description below, and we can help give you some guidance on that. So that's us for today. So what have we covered? Um, let me just quickly recap, looking at my notes and the content within the notes. We've spoken about these three core ideas that make up the definition of what a tribe is, the idea, the leader, and the community. And we've now deep dived into each of these principles to give you these principal building blocks, these foundational building blocks, before we go in and actually implement the creation of the home, start to move people from audience into the tribe, and then start to grow our tribe to at some point present them with an offer. And these three components are critical. So this, I feel, will be one of those shows that we always anchor back to when we talk about the idea, creating your manifesto, um, your leadership style, are you, are you taking a step back? Are you closed doors, low access versus hands-on, close and intimate? How to determine your leadership style? We've given you some assessment links to go and check out. How much access do you want to give to your tribe? That's up to you as well. Then finally, community, the different forums in which you can actually host your community, email marketing, membership sites, and also groups on existing social media platforms. So we covered a lot today. Now, tomorrow, I've already mentioned, we are going to be covering how to go ahead and set up your Facebook group. And before that, why we're going to be setting up a Facebook group over something else and why it's a good starting point. So that's all for tomorrow. And that's it for myself and Kyle. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Click the notification button. I mentioned the Slack group already. The Slack group is completely free. That link is in the description below. And that's where you get to ask your burning questions to me and Kyle. So that's it from the